Greta Thunberg, a 16-year-old from Sweden, is making a splash in the world of earth science. In August of 2018, she launched a strike outside of the Swedish parliament building all by herself. Greta posits that we are destroying the world with our consumerism and capitalism, and she's right. Scientists contend that we have between only 18 months to 12 years to reverse our gluttonous ways and plastic consuming habits before we create irreversible change and damage to our planet, our first mother, our earth. Sure, we can all do our part with organic cotton grocery bags, biodegradable diapers, thrifting our clothes, living in smaller houses with less stuff, but ultimately Greta and others are pointing the finger of change at governments and corporations who benefit greatly from tricking us into consumerism, emitting harmful chemicals, and are notorious for being reactionary rather than proactive. These owners and politicians benefit too much to bother making any changes for the moral good. But scientists and activists like Greta are here to forewarn them and change that attitude. The past few years I have sometimes wanted to become a mom, but one of the many fears I've had about that monumental concept, thanks anxiety, is that I could be bringing children into a world so toxic and full of chemicals and waste that their expected lifetimes could be shorter than mine or full of pain and illness. I visit the ocean as often as I can and sometimes find as much plastic as there is sand and shells. Sometimes it's hard to feel like we aren't living on the cusp of a Mad Max existence. Greta touches on her own worry for future generations and her own longevity in her TED Talk. Greta has produced a lot of well-researched and actionable content on conservation and eliminating carbon emissions. She has received multiple awards and nominations for her ceaseless work. But of course, like so many intelligent, strong young women, Greta has also received a lot of hate mostly from people who are in denial of our dire situation or who benefit from it. People have mocked her for her ASD diagnosis, appearance, age, extreme stance, and every other absurd thing they could possibly think of. But Greta is more than her bullies and her haters. She is a fighter. She is a brave warrior fighting a fight for all of us, for our survival and for the survival of our very first and most sacred goddess. Mother Earth. Hello, I'm Hannah Harper, the bipolar bisexual host of this bi-weekly podcast of Witches and Women. In this podcast, we explore the lives of powerful women, both real and mythological, to better understand their lives and impact. Please, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or even YouTube, and if you do social media, follow of Witches and Women on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Of course, don't forget about our website of witchesandwomen.com where we have loads of salty merchandise and the Grimoire Gallery, our internet gallery dedicated to art about women and the occult. The gallery is curated each season to go along with our theme, so right now it is full of stunning Greek mythology and history-inspired art. All of the art in the Grimoire Gallery is created by current working artists and you can link directly to their sites from the gallery to enjoy or commission more of their work. 
We've also got a page called the Lamia Library where I list sources for the episodes and list links to the books and materials I reference and recommend. Want to know why I chose the phrase Lamia Library? It actually has a cult and Greek significance, plus it's an alliteration. But to learn the rest of the origin story, you'll have to read through one of our future Oracle newsletters. The Oracle is a bi-weekly newsletter that you can only sign up for on our website. It will launch in December in celebration of the winter solstice and will feature exclusive mini-biographies of women and legends we don't get to cover on the show, simple spells and charms to better your day, and much, much more. So, be sure to check out all of that cool stuff on our website. In many religions, a mother goddess is or was prominent. Some Judeo-Christian religions once believed in Asherah, the inferred goddess wife of God from ancient texts. Today's goddess is the Greek equivalent, Mother Earth herself, the primordial, the first, the beginning, Gaia. Gaia was the first goddess to emerge out of the void of chaos or nothingness that existed before creation. Gaia emerged from nothing to become the very first and very biggest and most significant something, the Earth. She also had the unique ability to create progeny without a partner. Like the dinosaurs of Jurassic Park, she could reproduce on her own and created Uranus, the first deity of the sky or heavens, Pontus, the first deity of the sea, and Orea of the mountains. With Pontus, Gaia had three children, deities of the oceans, but with Uranus, Gaia created twelve titans. Uranus, who appears to be the original terrible father, resented and feared his powerful children and pushed them back within the earth, within Gaia's womb. So, Gaia created the first weapon, a sickle from flint. With it, she released her children and helped her son Kronos use it to castrate his father and push him into Tartarus, the unending depths of the underworld. That's a lot to unpack, and that's just the beginning of Gaia's story and influence on Greek mythology and history. First of all, how fierce is she? Sick of being abused by a man, Gaia masterminded a plan to castrate and overthrow the god of the sky. She was incredibly strong on her own and didn't need Uranus to push her around for eternity. Gaia took action to protect herself and her children, and she continued to protect and replenish the earth for her children, grandchildren, and humanity throughout the Greek and Roman narratives. From here, Gaia takes a back seat while the Titans rule during the Golden Age and then are overthrown by the gods. Noticeably, Kronos perpetuated the cycle of abuse exhibited by his father, but Kronos had learned, a little bit at least, and ate his children rather than forcing them to stay in their mother, Rhea. Rhea, Titaness, queen consort to Kronos and mother of the gods, sought help from her own mother, Gaia, and the two of them hid the youngest of Rhea's six children, Zeus, until he was old enough to trick his father into regurgitating his siblings. Together, the six gods were strong enough to overthrow Kronos and his ally Titans. However, Gaia took issue with Zeus locking away so many of her children, 
and created Typhon, the greatest threat ever to the gods. Typhon almost defeated Zeus before his banishment to Tartarus. Then came the rule of the gods, and under the rule of the gods, Prometheus, one of the remaining titans, created the first man. Angered by the threat of man, Zeus created a woman, Pandora. The first man and woman wanted to create children. To create more people, the first man and woman were instructed by the earth to throw the bones of their mother over their shoulders and walk away. The bones of the mother were interpreted by the man and woman as the stones of the earth. When Pandora and the man threw the stones behind them, more men and women were created, made, it appears, by Gaia, the mother of all. Again, Gaia proves her power as the first and the primordial by creating humans from stones. While Prometheus had needed the help of the goddess Athena, Gaia merely refashioned pieces of herself, bones of the earth, to create people who would go on to farm, cultivate, and utilize the land, her most valuable offering to humanity. Gaia was a very popular deity in Greek culture, especially considering that she was not a god or one of the twelve in the pantheon, that she was something other and something older. While most titans were feared or despised, Gaia had many temples, an oracle, and was worshipped for fertility, crops, and growth. She is often depicted as half-formed, growing from the earth in art and literature. In Roman culture, the equivalent goddess was called Terra Mater, or Mother Earth. Terra was considered not only a goddess of Roman harvest, but also a goddess of plenty, or cornucopia, and one of the four essential elements, Earth. In every interpretation, Gaia is incredibly powerful, but almost always reserved and peaceful, staying out of the squabbles of gods and humans, preferring to support her creations rather than to destroy, and only creates monsters, storms, or famine in extreme circumstances when deities or humanities pridefully flaunt power and destruction. Did you know that wrapping paper isn't recyclable? Scott Salveson of manonamountain.com does. Today's episode is brought to you by manonamountain.com. The Man on a Mountain blog compiles articles by Scott, a professional recreation and outdoor specialist. Man on a Mountain reviews camping gear and locations and goes in-depth examining the effects of the outdoors on child development, recreation as a form of healing, and how to live life just a little bit more in the great outdoors. You can also learn how to bring the outdoors indoors in constructive ways, minimize your plastic use simply and economically, learn about bigger issues in conservation, and find out what you can do to start rippling changes in your communities and throughout the world. Check out manonamountain.com to learn how you can do your part to save the first goddess. Many neo-pagans and Wiccans believe in Mother Earth, either as a spiritual force with awareness and powers, or in the idea that the Earth itself is sacred or sanctified for our use. Many scientists also recognize the importance of the Earth and how we treat it. Earth is going through a warming cycle right now, 
made much worse by modern cities and dangerous emissions and constant deforestation. Whether we believe in the earth as the first life giver in a spiritual sense or in a purely scientific sense, we need to do better. Like Greta Thunberg, we need to recognize what is happening and take a stand to protect Mother Earth. To explore the extent of Greta's impact, look up the hashtag climatestrike on Twitter and watch her TED Talk, which I have linked in the Lamia Library. She led a strike of approximately 2 million people worldwide this past September and gave a moving speech at the UN about the danger we pose to our own continued existence. To help her and the Earth, write to your representatives, both local, state, and national. Send them tweets, tag them on Facebook, and ask them what they are doing or why they are not doing their part to restrict the carbon emissions of corporations, limit or tax single-use plastics, and save the planet. With elections coming up, do your research and vote for people who have a track record of getting good things done and treating our planet responsibly. You can also buy cotton organic canvas totes on the Of Witches and Women website, cutting down on the amount of plastic grocery bags you need. I have a bunch of canvas bags in the back of my car, and while I don't remember them every time I go into the store, I do use them mm, probably about 70% of the time. It's one of the small changes that I've been trying to make to protect Mother Earth. Today's magical tip is all about earth magic. Earth magic draws on the power of Terra Mater and is most often used for spells of healing, to make plants flourish, crops grow, and of course for fertility. Consider making an elemental earth altar. Wiccans who practice magic as a religion are already familiar with this concept in much more elaborate terms than I am proposing today. By altar, what I mean is create something small and simple that reminds you of how important and amazing the planet is and that you can look at each and every day to be reminded of your responsibility to care for Mother Earth. To create your altar, clean out a small glass jar or vase. Visit a local hiking trail, park, beach, whatever is close to you and gather leaves, earth, little rocks, and whatever else catches your eye. Layer these into your little vase and consider topping your new little altar with a natural beeswax candle. This way you can burn the candle to celebrate Mother Earth and it creates a beautiful reminder of how much the earth has given us that you can place in your home and view on a regular basis. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please, please, please leave us a magical review so others can find and enjoy the show as well. Check out our amazing website of witchesandwomen.com for mystically fabulous merchandise and the grimoire gallery episodes and show notes are available in the lamia library and while you're visiting the website be sure to sign up for the oracle our bi-weekly newsletter it will start in a few months as a winter solstice gift from me to you and you won't want to miss a single one that's a wrap for today stay fierce witches and we'll catch you next time of Witches and Women is brought to you by SHH Media, LLC.